0: If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Malachi, the third chapter. And I'd like to read the first five or six verses. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant. Whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord. But who may abide the house of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refinder and purify of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah in Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old, as in the former years. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, and against the false swearers, and against those that opp- oppress the highland in their wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his rights, and fear not me, saith the Lord. For I am the Lord, and I change not. Therefore some of Jacob's the sons of Jacob are not consumed. Reading from Hebrews, it says, Wherefore we received a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God, acceptable with reverence and godly fear. But this is what I want you to get in Hebrews 12:29: For our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Father, we pray you add your blessings to the reading of your word. Touch our hearts and our lives today. Open our ears that we might hear and our hearts that we might receive. In Jesus' name we ask these favors. God's fire will change your life. God's fire will change your life. The Old Testament is full of references to the fire of God. In fact, his one of the primary ways that God had dealing with mankind was in the demonstration of His fire. Sometimes it was protective. Sometimes it was judgment. And sometimes it meant life. And sometimes it meant death. But one reality, we must, is so undeniable. He always made certain that the people knew that it was His fire, not some other fire, but the fire of God. You see, His wrath is like fire. Psalms eighty-nine forty-six says, "How long, Lord, will Thou hide Thy face? Forever shall Thou wrath." Burn like fire? His anger is like fire, Isaiah 30 and 30 says. And the Lord shall cause his righteous, vo- glorious voice to be heard and shall show the lightning down his arm with intonation of his anger. And with the fire, a flame of defy- devouring fire which scattered in tempest and hailstones. Then he says, his word is like fire. Jeremiah states, is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, like a hammer that breaketh the pieces, the rocks. God's fire this morning. Today I want to speak to you on four types of the fire of God. Now when we talk about the fire of God, we're talking about the presence of God how God moves in our midst and touches our hearts and our lives. See, the fire of God's presence demands our detention. Have you ever been in a service where the Spirit of God moved in such a mighty way? It demands our attention. Notice what Exodus 3 and 2 says, "...and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a burning bush." And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but was not being consumed. Man, what a miracle that would be. What a miracle that would be. See, Moses was preoccupied. He was a shepherd. He was the tender of sheep. And no doubt he had walked through that path numbers of times and seen that same old born bush. But he walked by one day, and it was on fire. And it got his attention. Now, we may come to church Sunday after Sunday, and we may not sense anything, but one Sunday we come, and the fire and the presence of God Almighty comes down. It will demand our attention. It will get our attention. We know that God is there in our midst, the fire of the living God. See, never underestimate what God can do with you and through you once you are on fire for god may i say that again how many has ever said i can't come on be honest raise your hand i can't do that but when god gets a hold of it you can you can do it you see he had walked by that old burning bush of that old bush that was born but when the fire of God comes by and the anointing of God gets on you, it makes a difference in your life. Oh, praise his name. See, the desert bushes which God has united in your life will always take your mind off of your trouble. Have you ever noticed when you go to church and the presence of God comes in such a great way, you go back home that next week and those things that bothered you that past week now, you just float over them because the God's presence in your heart and in your life. See, Moses, it was Chris Jackson who once said, Moses had passed by that boring bush, but he couldn't pass by the burning bush. Oh, praise God. See, you may be in a desert of experience right now, but look for the fire. You may be discouraged, but look for the fire. You may be overwhelmed with troubles, but look for the fire. You may be lonely and misunderstood, but look for the fire. In other words, look for the presence of God Almighty. God can help you through every situation that you may have. Just look for the fire. I I, I know that I've been in difficulties and I've dealt with families in difficulties, but had it not been for the presence of the Almighty God, had it not been the fire of God touching the hearts and lives of people, they can't make it. I've done suicide and uh, murder, uh, uh, funerals together, husband and wife, murder and suicide. And that family sitting there. What am I going to do, Pastor? What am I going to do? I want to tell you, you can go through anything with the presence of God Almighty. You can go through anything and any... Oh, hallelujah. You can go through any situation when you have the presence of the Almighty God. Oh, why don't you give him praise this morning? Oh, praise his name. For when you see the fire, you know that God is there. He'll light a bush in your desert and start you pro- towards the promised land. Oh, in the flesh, I would have quitting, quit many times ago. Fact of it is, I closed my Bible one day in the church. And walked out and said, God, I'm through. The Spirit of the Lord touched me and said, go pray one more time. My Lord, Brother Becker, Beckner, i tell you what, when I got through praying that one time, I didn't ever want to quit because the fire of God, the prejudice of God, the anointing of God, He came down and lit the fire in my life and my soul. And I began to go for the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only that, but the fire of God consumes our sacrifice. 1 Kings 18.38 says, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the dust, and even licked up the water that was in the trench. My goodness. You see, God knows when you have truly done your best to fight the devil. He knows what you're going through, and he knows when you've done your best to fight your enemy. Like Elijah, eventually, you have to stand your ground. You have to stand up and say, I am a child of God. You have to stand up and admit that you know him. See, you must believe God for the fire before you see the fire. If I could say that again, you've got to trust God for the fire before you see the fire. Or uh, uh, Hebrews put it this way: Faith cometh. Faith is the substance hope for, but you don't see any evidence. You've got to trust God for it before you ever get it. Oh my! <coughs> There's a sermon right there. But most of us want to see it for we believe it. But you have to have faith. And that's the way God intended for it to be. See, like Elijah, you must put up with the devil's nonsense and his boasting and his pitiful attempts to mimic God. But when the fire of God comes, it separates the true believer from those pretenders. When the true fire of God comes, it separates us. But don't hesitate to, off, to offer your sacrifice in the presence of your enemies. Have you ever had to stand and your, people's eyes is on you Said, He's on, you know. But don't hesitate to offer your sacrifice in the presence of your enemies. Don't be afraid to declare your faith of the living God. Don't be afraid to believe God for a miracle. Don't be afraid to pray in the face of your adversaries. I was in the bus up long ago, and they was talking about, well, I don't believe this, and I just pulled my shirt back, and I said, hey, you see this scar on this arm? they said yes i said i fell 16 feet and you've heard this story many times but i tell it brother you see I fell and they put it down and said it will never ever move again. Medically impossible. Remove part of the bone out and said it will never move, but look at it. Oh, you got, you got to testify in the presence of your enemy. I remember the Sunday morning when God touched his arm and that, all praise his holy name. You see, you got to stand up in the presence of your enemies and let people know that God is God. Oh, praise his holy name. You see, and I believe that's what Elisha done. He knew some things. Oh, he knew some things. Nine hundred and fifty prophets against him, but he knew some things. He dared to stand in the presence of of his enemies. He dared to stand in the presence of his enemies. So let me tell you this morning, pile your sacrifice high up on the altar. Make it plain for everyone to see that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, God has promised us something. Let everyone know that you're not afraid to trust the Lord. I trust God. How about you? I trust Him this morning. He's never failed me. He's always been there for me. I trust him today. See, it was not a miracle of the, uh, it wasn't just the animal sacrifice which God was honoring. It was his faith to declare the name of the Lord in the presence of his enemies. And I, I kind of believe that when he said to the prophets, Rebuild the altar. And when he took 12 stones, representing the 12 tribes, when he placed them there, when they cut the bullock up and, and, and laid it upon the stones, when he said, pour the water upon it, and they poured the water upon it until the trench that would hold two pecks of seed. And when the trench was filled with water, I believe he just stood by and he was saying, I know some things. Oh, I know when the angel spoke to me. Ye go to the book charitable, and the raven would feed me twice a day. I know when I went to Zarephath, and the widow came, and I asked for bread, and she said, I have none. But I know what I know. I know that I told her the cruiser the, in the oil barrel would not run dry, nor the barrel would one dry, the mill run dry. I know when her son died, and I took him up in the loft, and I laid upon him, and I said, God, let this boy's soul enter back into the body, and he resurrected. He knew some things. He knew that God was going to answer his prayer. I right, Let me stand here and tell you this morning, your pastor knows some things. I know what I've seen God do. I know I've seen the movement of God. I know in Quitman, Georgia, one night in a revival, a lady walked in with a big bandage on her face. We prayed, and that bandage sat down. I know she went home, and the cancer fell out of that uh, in that bag. And I know that she came back the next night. You couldn't tell which side of her face had the bandage on it. I know that God heals, my Lord and my Lord. I know in Alma, Georgia, one Sunday night, a little girl. Dad brought a little girl to the altar. Born deaf, I know that I took these two fingers and I placed within her ears, and God healed her instantly. I know what God can do, church. I know what I've seen Him move, and God can do Oh, send your fire upon us. God can do it, church. <laughs> I know, my Lord, I could go on. I could go on. I know. A little boy wanted me to pray for him. One day the rostrum wasn't quite this high, and he couldn't talk. I said, oh, you wanted me to pray for you. He said, I know. I never touched him. I know that I took this finger and I said in the name of Jesus and he fell backwards off the stage and hit flat on the floor and today he can talk. Today he sings in church. I know that I know that I know. I'm talking about the fire of God. I'm talking about the presence of God. I'm talking about the presence that we want to see here in all praise. His holy name. Wednesday morning the pastor asked the question. Do we need a move of God? And I said, most definitely. Oh, I know what God can do, Brother Gene. I know. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've been there. I could tell you story after story. My daughter is sitting back there, and I am so glad she saw this. My car wouldn't start. It would not run. But we said, in the name of Jesus, and that car cranked up. I drove it 18 miles with the lights burning and the air conditioning going. I got up the next morning and the battery post had been broken out of the battery. That's like driving a car without a battery. But I know what he done. Oh God, I know what he done. I know the fire of God, I know the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. And I know what I like to see again—a moving of the Almighty God. You see, and I believe Elijah knew something. Well, <laughs> oh, praise God! I believe he looked at those guys and said, "Fellas, you've cut yourself. You screamed and you hollered. Now let me show you the it's done." Sixty-three word prayer. Lord, this day, show these people who God is God. It's time for the Bob White Boulevard Church of God to go out in the community, to go out in the highways and byways, and on our job let people know who God is. We need to stand up and be counted for the Lord, who God is. God will send his fire again. He will burn in our souls and burn in our hearts. I know. I remember the night Mary Ann Mitchell come to church. She said her doctor asked her, what have you jumped off of? She said nothing. Said both of your ankles fractured, broken. I remember going over to my right-hand side. She sit down in the pew of the church that built, burnt. She pulled her shoes off. It's not me, church. I'm not saying it was my prayers. Other people were praying. I know I took her feet in my hands. And we prayed, and I said, "Get up and do something you couldn't do before." She stomped that one good foot, and then she stomped the other. Said, "Oh!" I said, "Let's pray again." And we prayed, and she jumped up and ran around that church. I know what God can do. Up, oh. You don't understand what I'm saying. And some of us have never seen a moving and a miracle of God. I long for our teenagers to see God move. I'm longing for them to see the miraculous. I all praise His! Oh, God, do it again. Oh, David said, Lord, would you not come down that my people may rejoice in you? Lord, would you not do it again? This is what Brother Jeremy said Wednesday. And staff meetings. I want to see that. I'm so glad that my children saw a move of God. My son has told this story over and over. I don't know what they've done, Brother Uh, Jerry, Jeremy. I, I, I don't know, but he said he took part of the bone out of this arm, it wouldn't move. It wouldn't move. They fused it. It's like welding two pieces of metal together. But I was praying with my Bible under that arm, praying for people. And this arm said, BAH! I mean, popped. Everybody in the church heard it pop. But look at it now. I know. I know. I know. You can't make me doubt it. I know. God is the same God yesterday and forever. And he said, I change not. Oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. Does anyone think that God would not respond to such a display of genuine faith if Elijah had? God will respond to your faith, to your faith. See, the fire of God's glory demands reverence. Could I be ugly just for a moment? We, the church today, has lost the reverence. For the movement of God. Ouch! I remember when I first come in the church, and some of you people, when the Spirit of God was moving, no one moved. How many remembers that? They reverenced the house of God. mess up a good sermon. But today, we that say that we're Christians, God help me, we can be having a move of God, praying around the altar with people, and we so rudely get up and move around and talk not reverencing the presence of God and don't get quiet on me if you do that's telling me I'm barking up the right tree see here's a precious young lady all tied up in all kind of things of the world she's down here agonizing with God for the salvation of her soul but here's Donnie Weaver that's supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost I'd rather be talking about fishing or hunting or golfing in the back of the church than I am to help some soul find Jesus. God's presence, God's fire demands our reverence. Second yeah. yeah. Chronicles 7 and 1 says, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven. And consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord upon the house. They bowed themselves with their faces to the ground and upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For the Lord, He is good, and for His mercies endureth forever. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you drive up on the parking lot and see a flame of fire. Not like we had, but there's no smoke and the building is not being consumed. The presence of God had overshadowed it. I remember when I was pastoring in Melbourne, Florida, down at Waimama. there was a Hispanic church there. The fire engines was out. People had called the fire department. They got to that little church. There was flames coming out, but no smoke and the building wasn't being moved burned. But it was the presence of God Almighty that was moving upon that Hispanic church. I want to tell you, God's presence is still real. It wasn't just in the Old Testament. It's real today. It's real for us in our church if we would look to God and believe for the presence of the Almighty God. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Brother Tony. Wednesday said, I remember growing up in church. He said, I got away from it. But I remember how the power of God moved. Oh, I remember the power of God. My Lord, he can do it again. He can do it again. Notice that the power of God come in. See, Solomon was dedicating the temple at this time. When he had prayed, and prayed, and the people of Israel had worshiped the Lord in tents and other places. He had built a house of God, and it simply meant where God met the people. Now, it used to be my practice by every Saturday night, I I would come to the church, And I'd walk up and down and I'd weep and asked God to me last night sitting right here. And finally I begin to walk up and down. Oh God, do it again. Let the presence of the almighty God come. Do it again, Lord. I don't want to stand up here unworthy. I don't want to stand up here without the anointing of God. I don't want to stand up here by myself, but I want God to be with me. I don't want to come to church by myself, but I want God to be with me. Oh, in the house of the Lord, the Temple of God, the presence of the Almighty God. Oh, see, the scene was so striking. The glory of God was so great that even the preachers couldn't go in the house. The people couldn't go into the house of God. They said their face fell on their face in the pavement, worshiping God, worshiping God. Some in fear, but God doesn't want us to come in fear, be in fear on the outside. But God wants us come on the inside and worship Him in praise and adoration for what God has done. My Lord, when I begin to think where God brought me from and where I am today, I can't praise Him enough. I often pray, God, I don't know how to say what I want to say. I I don't know how to give you thanks like I would like to give you thanks. I don't know how, but God, all I can say is, I love you. I worship you. And I begin to call upon that name of Jesus. 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 Oh, praise His name. Oh, when you go as far as you can go, just look up and call upon Jesus. He'll be there to take care of you and see you through. You see? The good work for us today is he wants us to worship and to praise him out of all of our heart and soul. You see, John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, prophesies of a mighty fire. (laughs) He said, God will fall upon you and the believers of the Holy Ghost baptism. He simply said, There's one coming after me, mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to untie. But he should baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. Are you on fire for the Lord this morning? The presence of God Almighty. Then another scripture we we. People love the Pentecost is like they talk about the fire of God anoints us with power. You see, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in the upper room in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and settled upon them. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like fire that set upon each of them and they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. We Pentecostals love this passage of Scripture. We preach it, we sing it, we revel in it, in, in its new uniqueness of how God moves, but we don't practice it. Hello? We like to sing about it? We like to revel in it, but God said we could have it, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire, with fire. Some of us practice this, some. In reality, this is one of the most glorious passages of Scripture in the Bible. Now, let's go back from the beginning. Sometime the fire meant death. Sometimes the fire meant protection. Sometimes it drove the enemies away. It was outward appearance of fire. But what he's saying here, I'm going to put the fire within you. The fire won't be out there. The power will be upon you if you're baptized with the Holy Ghost. Oh, can you imagine the third person of the Trinity living within you? Think about it now, church. That's what he said. Shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John says in the 14th, 14th chapter, I will send you another comforter that will abide with you. We don't have an excuse to be weak. John 14 says that also. John 4 says also, greater is he that is in you because you have overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I have more power than the devil through the power of the Holy Ghost. You have more power uh, through the Holy Ghost than the enemy has. We need to claim our power in the Lord. Uh, Praise God. That's what our Sunday school lesson was about this morning. I didn't say you wouldn't have problems. I didn't say you wouldn't have battles. But I say you can be filled with the power of God. You can say, Get hence behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says he'll have to flee. The Apostle Peter declares, quoting the Old Testament from Joel, but this is that spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass. Listen, and it shall come to pass. In the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall your dream dreams. This is a promise that we can have. I was praying last night. And I said, God, I don't want a portion. I want all that you have for me. I want all. And I began to say, God, I know that you've used me in the past. I could tell you, stand here and tell you things that God has blessed us and showed us and helped us. And I said, God, if you've done it then, you can do it now. Sister B, he can do it. He can do it. Pastor was talking about the money that was given to, I know my first church I built, it was some against it like they always are. And we got a little behind like we most of the time we do. And one Sunday morning, a lady—I don't know who she was, where she come from—but she was driving up Interstate 75. Said the Spirit of the Lord told her to get off Emerson Drive and come to our church. She walked into our church. I didn't know her. Ushers received the tithe and offerings. They brought me a, a note. The note said I was driving north on 75, and the Lord told me to come by here. And this is what God told me to give it paid our bills. She may be sitting here this morning. I don't know. I don't know her. Never seen her. But I know who she is. I know God. I know God I, I could tell you some stories oh I know when my sacrifice is on the altar when I pour the water upon the bullock, and the waters run around in the trench, I can stand in the face of the devil and say I know <laughs> I know I know what God has done I know What's God's going to do if we pay the price? If we pay the price. And on oh my service and my handsmaid I will pour out in those days my spirit. God has chosen to take up residency right here in the Bob White Church. God has chosen to take up residency in his people through the Holy Spirit. That's tremendous, isn't it? Unbelievable how God, the Father, the Son, said, I'm going to pick up an old farm boy that wasn't raised in church. I'm going to save him. And I'm going to let my spirit live within him. I'm going to call him to preach. I was praying last night, God, I can't even make a good speech if it's not for you. Tremendous. Tremendous. Unbelievable. But God said he'd do it for you. Do it for every one of us. Do it for this church. I long to see the fire of the Holy Spirit move like it once did. Would you stand? I'm going to give an altar service this way this morning. I know things have changed. Things are different, but if you would like to see a move of God like you've seen in the past, meet me in the altar. If you would like for God to use you, (laughs) oh God, do it again. Do it again, Father. I'm not going to tell you how to pray. But if you want to be used to God, just tell God about it. If you want to see the fire come down, tell God about it. (laughs) Oh, God. Do it again this morning. Fill our people with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Heal the sick. Oh God, save the lost. Oh God, this morning. You haven't family member that's fighting the battle, tell God about it. Tell God about it. God can deliver. God will deliver. God has delivered, and He'll do it again. Oh, Jesus, my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God. I mean, be serious this morning. Would you really like to see an old-fashioned move of God, Lord? It would stare out a community, stare out a town. Stare our people, oh God. Oh dear Jesus, dear Jesus, dear Jesus. You know all about us today. You know the desires of our heart. You know our heartbeat. God, how we like to see those come to God. Those that chains and bounds, God set free. Oh God, we ask you to do it again. I know what you've done in the past, but oh God, do it again this morning. Move among our people, I pray. Oh. Oh, oh hallelujah. Hallelujah.